Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and in this episode of Major League Baseball Picks, I will outline the prices that I think make for good bets. This is the predictive mathematical model I've built that I affectionately call Sideline for games scheduled to be played on Monday, June 26th, 2023. In case you're new here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new for some explanations and community rules. Remember, if you're interested in projections of picks for every single game, sign up on Dub Club. That link is in the show description. Cost under $1 per day. You'll receive money line, run line, totals, numbers needed for A grade picks on all that nonsense. Access to our Discord chat, a bunch of good information, weather information, park information, all sorts of stuff. Uh, check it out if you haven't yet. Again, that link is in the show description. Remember that sports are unpredictable, so the discussion on this show projects a typical game and is not trying to forecast it to a T. Is that be a foolish and impossible goal? I feel like some of you need to listen to that part. Right? I'm not trying to project a game to the T. Uh, you can talk about four games here, and, and like I'm always saying, I don't know exactly how they're going to go. I'm not trying to make a prediction. What I'm trying to do is say at these prices, um, these are good long-term investments. And... Uh, you know, I, I do truly believe, uh, you know, there's no right side. There's no wrong side. There's there's right prices and wrong prices. Um, now, we can disagree on what those prices are. That's totally fine. You don't have to agree with everything I say. And if you think it's 10, 15 cents different than what I think, that's totally acceptable. However we get there. But that's the mentality uh, that's going to be key to growing your bankroll instead of draining it. We will have ups and downs. Uh, we saw it here on Sunday. Uh, basically a break-even week uh, for us here this last week, Monday through Saturday, and then Sunday. Um, finally got a one-run winner, uh, closing out the night with the Astros and extras, uh, but they blew it uh, and and made us sweat a little bit, and and there were a ton of bullpens that blew it for us. We had the Mets, and they blew it. Um, you know, the Yankees, uh, or the, we had the Rangers, I guess, and, uh, and they blew it. Um, or someone else, too, I can't remember. At this point. Uh, and so, you know, we had some of that bad variance on Sunday with, with the bullpens and this just that stuff's going to happen. You can't foresee it, which is what I'm talking about. There's no you can't look at a game like Sunday. If, if you remember here, the Sunday's Yankees Rangers game, and you can't look at that and say there was a right side or a wrong side, you know, because it was just it was a tight game. One team had the lead and then they blew it and the other team won. And I think trying to figure that out is just thinking too hard. What there, what, what there is is good prices and bad prices. And, uh, you know, in the long run, it's going to balance out for us. It just didn't work out for us. Sunday. they suffered our first losing week in either six or seven weeks. Um, so that kind of comes to a close. Uh, we look to start up another uh, stretch of winning weeks here. Unfortunately, we can't promise you're going to win every day, every week because of that good and bad variance. But the long run profitability is there. And uh, hopefully again, we can get back to our winning way starting up this week here on monday uh you know just real quick um you know i'm recording this here on sunday night it is june 25th this is the um i don't even know the words to use to say it it's the one year anniversary of of our son connor um his his birth and and i guess death he was still born um past 40 weeks and uh um you know i hesitate to use the word birthday because you know yeah, birthday, you know, implies celebration. And, uh, when, when you have a baby that's stillborn, you, you don't, you're not really celebrating. Um, and I it's yours death because, you know, when you hear that, you, you know, you, you think about the times you had with someone, uh, 
And when you have a, a child who's stillborn, you know, you, you don't mourn, you know, what, uh, you know, what you're going to miss. You mourn what you never got to have and you never got to see. And, uh, you know, I just share that. Um, I'm, I'm always um, real with y'all uh, with life and with and with the picks. Like I said, I'm not trying to tell you, you know, there's no money back guarantees, like promising winning picks or any of that nonsense. Like you hear a lot out here, you know, I, I keep it real. Um, we're always just looking to make smart plays, smart decisions in life. And so I just share a little bit of, of this with y'all as well. Thank y'all for being here with me. Uh, a lot of you interact with me and a lot of you don't, but, but, you know, I see all out there watching and, and uh, um, it means a lot to me in this community and this show has come a long way in the last year. And uh, it, 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 it helped get me through um, this show gave me something to live for on, on, on days that, that were tough. And there were a lot of tough days and, and there will still be tough days to come, of course, for both me and Mrs. Professor. Um, thankfully we do have a little one who's now three and, and she was obviously a ray of sunshine for us. But um, I just wanted to say thank you uh, for those of you who are watching me here during this baseball season, who were with me last baseball season and, uh, and, and in the sports in between as well and all the, all the sports we do in the fall. But uh, you know, I just, uh, this, this community and this group will always have a special place in my heart because uh, this last year um, there were, there were days when knowing I was going to get up and run a baseball model or try to work on improving a baseball model and make picks for y'all um, was the motivation to get out of bed uh, during some hard times. So I uh, just want to say thank you. And uh, if you're unaware of the story, I'll, I'll put the link in the show description of the website where I kind of outline what happened. Uh, but without further ado, though, we will get to the show. Obviously, though, got to get to those reminders. Uh, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Uh, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you won't miss any of the college basketball and there'll be your college football content that this channel provides. You can see how I scale my picks on screen and in the Google sheet that has all the season results. I've got by week, by day, uh, got some team ratings, pitcher ratings, all sorts of fun stuff. That link's also in the show description. I got a, got a lot of fun links in the show description. If you haven't checked them out yet, check those out. Um, but as always, with the scaling with the picks, with everything, take what you like and leave the rest. Unfortunately, no day games here on Monday, so we'll get to the evening slate here. 7.05 p.m. Eastern Reds at the Orioles. Should be a nice night in Baltimore, around 70 degrees, maybe upper 60s for most of this game. Wind will start off blowing out. Pretty strong, but there's some chance of rain as the front moves through. That wind's going to be across, so we might have a little bit of delay in this one. It's not going to really drop the temperature that much, um, but you know there are definitely some concerns if you're betting the total on this game because if the rain holds off and that wind stays blowing out to start, it's going to create a pretty hitter-friendly environment to start. If that front moves through earlier and we miss the rain, but the wind has now shifted across or we get delayed by an hour or two, uh, we're really going to see less of a favorable run scoring environment. I say all that to say that the model projects 9.3 runs, but I think that's a little on the high side because when I look at this, I haven't coded the model in to be exactly specific enough to kind of say most likely what's going to happen is we're either going to have the, if we have the wind out, we're going to have the rain and we won't get those together. So I kind of think that might be a little bit high. I think realistically a good projection might be more in the upper eights or nines. It doesn't really matter for us. The current total right now is nine and a half. But if, uh, you know, you might be eyeing it under nine and a half, keeping an eye on this weather. If it gets up to 10, definitely be eyeing it under 10 uh, for this one. 
not because the pitching's great. I just don't think this hitting is set up to succeed. The Orioles' offense has gotten extremely left-handed heavy, and that takes what I have as this Orioles' offense. I think is a pretty good offense. They went well, right, well above league average overall, but against lefties, they dropped down slightly below league average. And the Reds, kind of the same way, I've talked about them being pretty left-handed heavy. They get a ding against the lefty as well. So I think the offenses are going to be, uh, you know, not that the, the two lefties that are starting this game are good, but, you know, at least as a left-handed pitcher, knowing you're going up against a bunch of lefties gives you a better chance for success. Uh, Brandon Williamson for the Reds. I'm not a huge fan of 540 ERA on the season and the underlying metrics say that's about who he is. I don't think he's a very good pitcher. Cole Irvin for the Orioles, a 771 ERA on the season, but I think there's value in backing the Orioles because it's only in five starts and the advanced metrics show a much more positive picture for him. I think uh, there's value in the Orioles because they're looking at Cole Irvin and, and they're thinking that him and Williamson are pretty equivalent pitchers. And I don't think that's the case. The model says that Irvin is a full standard deviation better than Williamson. The Orioles bullpen is definitely better than the Reds bullpen by about a couple standard deviations, according to sideline. I was watching the Braves brought uh, the Reds play the Braves the other day. And I think it was the Reds broadcast was mentioning uh, about the Red reliever, Reds relievers and how they've done a really good job of giving up leads and allowing the offense to come back. And a lot of those wins, it's kind of what was happening. It was the Reds outscoring teams. Um, it wasn't about the relievers. The Orioles definitely have an edge there. And uh, even though both teams are left-handed heavy and this Reds offense has looked really good, I still think this Orioles offense is pretty underrated. They still kind of be seem to be flying pun intended a little bit Orioles get it you know um, under the radar here this Orioles team is really good at home I'm on the Orioles at minus 141 it's an A grade pick model says it should be Orioles minus 170 and that they would win the 63 percent of the time so as much love as there is for the Reds and it's been an incredible streak and I think they're a solid team um, I just think you know they they, they played the Braves well uh, but I think they're going up against the same situation against the Orioles as the Braves I'm not really sure that's that you know, if you're a Braves fan, you might be upset about me saying that, but I mean, the Braves are good, and this Orioles team is good. You look at the record. I mean, they're the real deal. They were pretty solid last year. They just kept improving. Uh, this Orioles team at home, I think the Reds are going to have the same problem against uh, the Orioles as they did against the Braves. They might be able to hang around. This team's not bad, but in the end, the Orioles' superior bullpen, I think, makes them a smart play. Again, minus 141 is a great investment, a great pick on the Orioles. Anything better than minus 159 or better gets that designation. 7.10 p.m. Eastern, Brewers at the Mets. Nice night in New York, upper 60s for this one. Wind will be blowing out for the entirety of this game at almost 10 miles an hour. So that's going to boost the runs by about as much as that park offsets them uh, from a pitcher standpoint. It, it's a pitcher-friendly park there in New York. Uh, but tonight it's going to play here more like a normal night. Uh, because of the wind blowing out, offsetting the fact that that plays like a pitcher-friendly park with slightly larger dimensions and a, and a decent amount of foul territory. Colin Rea versus Justin Verlander for this one, and both of these pitchers have ERAs in the mid to upper fours. The underlying metrics are pretty similar for both of them. It's just that, of course, Justin Verlander has a track record of being a much better pitcher historically, so I still have to say he's going to be the superior pitcher in this one. The Mets offense is definitely better than this Brewers offense. Relievers, probably about a toss up, but despite the Mets completely crapping the bet on Sunday, I'm going to go back to the Mets again here. Minus 175 is a B grade pick. Uh, 
Model says it should be minus 176, so we're just barely eking into uh, where it's playable for me. If it gets to minus 165, that's an A grade uh, on the Mets. But at this point, I I, I don't know if we're going to get there or not, whether it's minus 165, minus 175. I think the Mets are worth an investment. I'm just not going quite as heavy on them because I don't think the value proposition is quite there uh, at a price like minus 175. And with regards to total, model says 8.9. So I'm going over eight. It is juiced a little bit. I want that push protection on the eight. This could easily be a six to two or five to three game. And so I don't really want to go over eight and a half. Uh, but even with a little bit of juice, I will go over eight. I think that wind blowing out gets an extra couple balls out. The Brewers will put up a couple on Verlander. He's become home run susceptible. But uh, Colin Rea being a below average starting pitcher in this Mets offense, uh, should be able to get plenty of home runs themselves. 7.20 p.m. Eastern, Twins at the Braves. Warm night in Atlanta to start with. Going to be almost 90 degrees to start. Going to be closing in the upper 70s. Wind will be blowing out at 5 to 15 miles an hour. Kind of dying down as the night goes along. But it might be a little bit more across than out. That's something to kind of keep an eye on. Sonny Gray and Spencer Strider and, you know, as good of a year as Sonny Gray has had, 256 ERA, the advanced metrics and his projection are much closer to four. He's done well, uh, but I still think that Spencer Strider is the much better pitcher. He's had a couple of bad outings, but I look at Spencer Strider, I look at his 393 ERA, and then I look at the underlying metrics. His XFIP is 290, and, and he really reminds me of what I preached about Kevin Gaussman months ago, if you go back you know, a month and a half ago, I was kind of writing Gaussman every single start. And I was, I was saying, look, his ERA may not be that pretty and he's not getting the respect he deserves, but it's just a couple bad innings, a couple bad outings. I still think this guy's legit. I stand by that with Spencer Strider. He's had a couple of rougher starts bumping that ERA up, but the underlying metrics, when you look under the hood, are there to suggest he is still an elite pitcher. I've got him as the much better pitcher between these two starters. Again, even though Gray has been impressive this year, just as a reminder, ERA is a stat that tells you what did happen. It's maybe not the best thing that's going to tell you what will happen. And going forward, we project Strider on average to be a better pitcher than Sonny Gray. And it's not particularly close. Additionally, this Braves offense is definitely better than the Twins offense. Uh, Relievers probably a little better as well. The Braves have every edge at home. I'm backing them at minus 179. It's a B grade. I locked this in and gave this out to our dub clubbers. By the time I started recording two, three hours later, I noticed this price was already up into the minus 190s. So hopefully it goes back down for you if you haven't already got it. Or hopefully you're with us on dub club and you got a price like minus 179, which is solid B grade value, B plus grade value. Minus 177 would be an eight grade. Models should be minus 189. So really minus 190 is about as high as I want to go personally. If you want to play off the steam a little bit, go for it. Uh, But I just don't want to play this too high into the minus 200s for sure. But as long as we're in this minus 180 range, I think it's a really good investment. The Braves just should have an advantage everywhere across the field and being home. I think they're a solid pick. Model projects nine runs. Current total that I'm seeing is eight and a half. If it drops to eight, I could go over simply because, um, you know, we're going to have such a warm night, wind blowing out. Uh, the pitching's good for sure, and the bullpens are good. But on a night like this, there's a chance this part plays pretty small. Right now, the model says that the weather is going to give us a 7% boost in the expected number of runs. If we wake up tomorrow here, by the time you're watching this, maybe maybe Monday morning, 
run I'll run that update for our dub club version. If the wind's blowing more out than across, that number could easily jump into the double digits with regards to the percent run increase. So I'd be looking over. I'm not playing it over eight and a half, but I'd be looking over just because the weather is going to create some value there. You might get this bet down a little bit because the strength of the pitchers. And if it wasn't for the weather, I would agree with that. But if it does get bet down to eight, there's a decent chance over is a good look here because Balls might be flying again, though. If you're with us on Dub Club, check the morning update. I will outline that and make sure that we're all on the same page going forward. And then wrapping up this show, 8 p.m. Eastern, Tigers at the Rangers, hot in Arlington. My goodness, it's been hot here in North Texas. Uh, I guess it's June. What do you expect? Uh, Expecting the roof to be closed here. Matthew Boyd versus Andrew Heaney, a pair of pretty average lefties. And the ERAs wouldn't necessarily tell that story, but Andrew Heaney, probably not as good as that 398 ERA, whereas Matthew Boyd is definitely much better than his 537 ERA. I think these pitchers are pretty rounding error the same. Um, Heaney projects a tiny bit better, but it's not by much. It's like I said, it's rounding air. Um, of course the difference is, is while the, uh, bullpens of these teams are both okay, uh, have their ups and downs, have their moments. Obviously the Rangers offense is massively better than the Tigers. I mean, that is the big difference here. And that's why the Rangers are favored. They should be favored. Model says they should be favored by a price of minus 180, which right now is kind of a non-starter. Rangers are minus 186. Tigers are plus 171 and, and neither one presents value. So instead, I'm going to focus on the under here. I'm seeing some nines out there with better juice. I'm going to go under nine and a half. I want that win on nine. Nine is a pretty common outcome here at minus 122. If you want to go under nine, make sure it's good juice. Make sure it's at least minus 105. I'd really hope for even money. I'd, I'd cross my fingers for even money, but at least minus 105 or most, I guess that you should say minus 105. I don't negative numbers and getting bigger is is. It's too late in the night for me to think about this. Um, but I just don't want to pay too much juice on the nine. Model projects 8.7. The bottom line here is that this Tigers offense just can really struggle to score runs sometimes. Uh, we've had some easy unders with him this last weekend against the Twins and, of course, had an under blown because of a three spot put up in the 10th. Uh, but in general, Tigers aren't going to score a lot of runs. Their bullpen respectable it's it's not got a lot of sexy names in it but it's been doing a decent job it's got some depth you know and and I I think Boyd you know is good enough to prevent the Rangers from scoring seven you know obviously the Rangers offense is so good you expect them to score off anybody Uh, but Boyd's good enough to not get crushed Uh, you know Rangers probably put up four to five runs in this one uh, but this Tigers, you know, offense, you know, Heaney, like I said, I don't think he's that much better than average. I don't think he's as good as that ERA, but this Tigers offense isn't the team to take advantage of that, right? This is a, a team that if you're a guy like Heaney, you're looking to improve upon that. It doesn't really matter if you've been lucky so far this season. He's got a chance to improve that ERA against this Tigers offense. And this Rangers bullpen, you know, can be scary. Uh, you know, I've talked about that, uh, that, you know, they just got through blow one of the, to the Yankees here, but we just have to remember and it goes with back in the Mets, too. Uh, we just have to remember that, you know, a team's never as bad as they look at their worst, and they're never as bad as they as they just made you upset, right? And, and, and sometimes you can get value on that. I'm not saying you should blindly fade the team that just lost, but there is something to be said for if enough betters see one thing and start going that direction, it can kind of create a value situation. I'm not saying that's necessarily what's happening here. I'm just reminding everybody here that I know the Rangers bullpen just, just blew it for us, but... You know, they're not the worst bullpen in the league and facing the Tigers, they should perform better. So I don't, I'm not really overly scared about this under. I'm not really, you know, you can look first five under if you want um, and take that, that 
part of the equation out of it. But uh, I like the full game under here a little bit better simply because this Rangers offense can put up crooked numbers. And I don't really know if they're going to put up a crooked number. You know, they're likely to put up a three spot winning. They're going to do it in the fourth or the sixth. I don't really know. Right. So I just like the full game here. These Tigers team has been, you know, pretty under lately their pitching's been decent enough and their offense just isn't very good so uh, under nine and a half here again model projects 8.7 and that's all i've got for you here today thanks for tuning into this episode of picks with the professor don't forget to subscribe so you can enjoy all the sports betting content provided on this channel it's dropped right into your feed we'll be back again tomorrow with more sports betting content and until then as always best of luck and remember you can eat your betting money but please don't bet your eating money